we're going to finish our pathway series today. And I've asked my discipleship team to come and uh, be here again today to share with you about lead like Jesus. And so Chuck's going to uh, help us out with that. Would you just do one more, do me one more favor? And I, I also want to acknowledge my uh, those folks who helped on our assimilation team because we've we've had two months of nonstop uh, showing you what God is calling us to do as a church. And so would my assimilation team, would you stand up as well if you're here today? Uh, also, thank you so much. Yeah. And give them all a hand. They've, they've helped us craft these processes uh, to help us become more like Christ. That's really what it is. So, Chuck, if you'll help us out, sir. John 13, 14, and 15. This is Jesus speaking. So if I, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do as I have done for you. We're also going to read Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So, I don't know if everybody noticed out front, but uh, today's the first day of spring, and the discipleship team didn't plan it that way, but it's just another sign that God knows what he's doing, because we know that spring represents new growth, and what better way to finish up our pathway series than to talk about how we can continue with new growth in our faith, in our pathway. Um, Discipleship is service. It's service that advances the church's mission. If we look at the 12 disciples, they were not who anybody would have expected to be chosen. They weren't the high scholars coming out of high school. They weren't anybody that the rabbis picked. They were the lowest of the low. Tax collectors, fishermen, Jesus looked at them. He didn't look at their condition. He didn't look at where they were. He looked at their hearts. Their past and their present didn't matter, only that Jesus could use them. If Jesus can use them, he can use us as well. Um, one of the things, personally, that I regularly pray for and have for years now is to have a servant's heart. Uh, Ephesians 2.8 tells us, for you are saved by grace through faith. This is not from yourselves, it is God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So discipleship, we're asking everybody to step up and do the works which God has prepared for us and we're asking you to do. Uh, 
just as a review, we have seven ministry teams, assimilation, care, discipleship, first impressions, next gen, outreach, worship. My question to you this morning is, which one of these teams is on your pathway? Thank you so much. Would you give them a hand one more time as they head to their seats? Thank you all so much. So we've been talking about with this pathway that is something that we all are on whether we want to recognize it or not. If we are Christians, then we are on the pathway to Christ's likeness. We as a discipleship team have determined mile markers, if you will, things that you can be doing to help you accelerate your growth in Christ. And we, we didn't know any other way to do it except for just to say, you should love like Jesus, you should live like Jesus, and you should lead like Jesus. So we're finalizing our Pathway series today, talking about how Jesus led and how that affects you and I. So we've kind of already looked at what we've done in the past couple of weeks, so let's just jump in to this idea of lead. What does that mean? Well, Jesus had one singular purpose that he came to earth to focus on, and that's his mission. He had a mission. He had, he had uh, something he was commissioned with in heaven that he came to earth to do for you and I and called us to be a part of that. His purpose on earth was to glorify God by impacting the lives of the people. His purpose on earth was to glorify God by impacting the lives of of people he came with redemption on his tongue I want to read two scriptures to you one I quote often probably one of my favorite verses because I think it so clearly shows us what Jesus did for you and I Philippians 2 5 through 11 and this is really what he came to do his marching orders why he came and it says Paul tells the church of Philippi says Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. See, he came to glorify God for humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. And for this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I also want to read 2 Corinthians 5, 21. This comes right after Paul is telling the church of Corinth, that they are called to be ministers of reconciliation to everyone they come in contact with. But what he, look what he reminds him about Jesus. He says, God, he made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You know what Jesus came to do? To serve and to show you and I that our sin could be forgiven. 
That's what he came to do. And he has given us the opportunity to be a part of it. This was Jesus' mission, but this is our mission. We carry it on as his body, as the ones uh, who, who march in his stead, in his place. He's called us to this mission as well. You know, I, I think about, you know, what's going on in Ukraine a lot, and I'm sure you do as well. And Of course, I read stories and, and, uh, and, 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 and you know, certainly know that all this can get very political. But I see a leader in, in, in their president, uh, Zelensky, who's willing to get in the trenches with his men, right? His men and women fighting. And they're following, in them, and, and they're, they're, they're going against what seems like all odds, right? I mean, I certainly know it's terrible, but uh, we see many reports out of uh, how, how Russia is just surprised and unprepared and, and all these things. I don't, I don't have that understanding. I, I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't in the military, you know, uh, my brother thankfully did that for our family. So I said, well, you go ahead, buddy, I'll do something else. It just wasn't my thing. I didn't feel called to that, and he did, and I'm thankful for his service. And if you served our country, I'm so thankful for it. It's just not something I felt led to do. And so I don't know that I can speak exactly to what it's like to be on mission with a, a commanding officer, someone there giving your marching orders. I'm, I'm certainly not qualified to talk about that from experience, although I do have one experience that, that comes to the closest for me. Uh, I've never served in the military, but one night, uh, I'll never forget, was the closest situation possible. Um, my youth pastor thought it would be a really good idea to create this scenario where we were um, missionaries in the foreign mission field. And uh, it was pitch dark. It was in undeveloped land. We started in a barn. We got our marching orders. We got split into different groups. And we would go to different checkpoints while people were shooting us with paintballs, uh, paintball guns in the dark. So you could not do that today. <laughs> but for some reason, and, I mean, it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. It was amazing. And the goal was to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was the, the idea. And, uh, you know, certainly sensationalized and, and uh, you know, um, this idea of at all costs sharing the message of Jesus Christ. And I remember, you know, our group, we got picked off. It was like 10 of us. And we just, they got picked off. And somehow, by the grace of God, I know I didn't get hit, right? The first checkpoint. And at that checkpoint, they would check you. If you had any paint on you, you would have to go uh, back to the barn. You, you know, I guess you died, you died of persecution, I guess. I don't even know. You know, I don't think we thought of it all uh, as we were students. I don't know. But the next checkpoint in between the two, uh, and the, it was rugged terrain, like it was undeveloped dirt roads. I mean, people like broke ankles and stuff. It was totally not, it was definitely a liability and nothing we could do. But people got picked off, and so uh, our group got smaller and smaller and smaller. And our mission was to make it to the end, right? And so in my mind, that's what I did. And I have to be honest, at one point, I got hit in the, paint, in the knee with a paintball, um, um, with a paintball, and it hurt like the Dickens. But because the mission was to go, you know, make it to the end and spread the gospel, I got a little dirt, you know, it was just a flesh wound, so it didn't count. And so I rubbed it on there. They checked me, and uh, 
I was the only one from our group to make it, which I lied, so obviously it didn't, didn't count, but no one asked me, so. <clears throat> so, of course, that is not anywhere near what it's like to be in the military, I'm sure, but that's the closest I've ever gotten, okay? Um, the youth pastor's goal was to show us just how important Jesus' mission is for us, and so that, I do think that came across in a very magnanimous way. Why do, I, why do I tell you that silly story? In, in our walk with Christ, we have a mission, right? And if we were in the military, we, we're supposed to do what our commanding officer tells us, right? Well, we, Jesus has given us marching orders. Jesus, but, but I love that Jesus didn't just send us on the mission while he sat, you know, watching from afar. He went before us, and he gave it all, and he gave us a great example. So I want to look at two things today that we need to be doing specifically as we lead like Jesus also. Number one, let's be in the front of the line ready to serve. Let's be in the front of the line ready to serve. Chuck read that scripture, John 13, 4 through 15, 14 through 15. And Jesus said, So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done. You see, Jesus gave us an example of service. Of service. Now, you remember John and, and uh, James and their mom, they conspired together and they're like, Hey, Jesus, they pull over to the side. Hey, we, uh, we want to be really important in your kingdom. And so, are we going to be able to sit at your right hand or your left hand? And Jesus says, listen, in my kingdom, the one who comes last is first. The one who serves is first. He's helping them to see that I here and the rabbi, this is a job that I would never supposed to be doing. It was the job of the lowliest servant of the house to wash the feet of the guests as they come in. And Jesus assumed that. He gave them a vivid picture to help them to realize that their life should be one identified by serving others. It's your, your and my job because Jesus gave us this job and he set the example. It's our job to serve. Jesus is saying, I've, I serve and I'm the teacher, then you ought to serve as well. We've talked about this in our assimilation plan and series that we launched in February. And that God has given us all a gift. And he shaped us so that we could use it, not for ourselves, but to serve. Jesus has called you to use the things he's given you to serve others. Jesus did it, and that's what we need to do. We need to be at the front of the line. The last will be first, and the first will be last. So we need to be... The first servants. We need to be the last ones that think about ourselves. We need to give and give to others and give opportunity to others and help others and lift others up and help others find Jesus. And that's something we all should be doing as we grow in Christ. It's growing to understand how has God shaped me? What does God want me to do? What gifts has he given me so that I can serve his kingdom and so that I can serve his body? We have here great opportunities. Everyone should have received one of these cards when you came in. 
And on there, it gives you uh, our seven ministry teams that we talked about. And we're, you're going to use these at the end of the service. So I would encourage you to take a moment and fill those out if you haven't already of things you might be interested in. This doesn't mean you have to serve in it like tomorrow. I'm not going to call you up and be like, all right, you're on the first, you know, first suppression team. Uh, you start on Sunday, you know. But it's just saying, I'm interested in this. I want to know how I can serve and how I can serve according to my gifts. We gave out in that assimilation series, we gave out a list of things that you could, uh, you could kind of survey, you could kind of take and help see how has God gifted you? What are the things he's given you so that you can serve his body? So we ought to be the first ones in line ready to serve. The second thing that we see is that Let's go out into all the world ready to share. Jesus says to his disciples as he has died and rose again and gives them their marching orders in Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20, he says this, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples. There's really no ifs, ands, or buts about what we are to do we are to serve and we are to share. We have the greatest message of all time. We have uh, the message with authority and power from Jesus, and it has been entrusted to us. It's been entrusted into our care and our keeping. We're the stewards of that message. Listen, it's very easy to look out into the world and look at all the things that are wrong. But I have to wonder, how, where would the world be if the church would be stewarding God's message better? Where would we be? Would we be in this estate? Would we be in this situation? And listen, I know that a lot of that stuff's going to happen anyway, but I'm just saying, would it be better if the church was as bold in, in, in using the gift that God has given us to share with everyone that we have the opportunity to share with? this message of life, the message the whole world needs. So let's mount up. Let's get ready to ride. Let's go out. Let's do what God has given us to do. Let's go with the authority and power that he's given us, not our own. No, we go with humility and love and say, look, Jesus gave it to me and I'm supposed to carry it to you and I hope that you will trust it and follow it. We get to share this message with everyone we come in contact with. We have opportunities like that all the time to serve and to give and to use our gifts. Just yesterday, we had an awesome time serving our community. And uh, we had a great group from our church show up, but other churches in the community. We've got another opportunity coming up on April 9th where we are going to share the gospel message of Jesus' uh, resurrection with our whole community at the egg hop. And the churches are putting that on. And we're going to share from the stage a couple songs and how people can find Jesus. And so we need help. We need people to serve at booths and help put out eggs and help keep kids from getting eggs before they're supposed to and all that fun stuff, right? Because we can serve. We have those opportunities available to you. We've got a mission trip, uh, not a, just a youth trip, right? This is for adults. We're taking adults to Kentucky. We're going to build small, uh, tiny homes. We're going to feed uh, folks that need food, and we're going to give out food baskets, and, and we could, you could be a part of that. 
There are opportunities every day, but there are opportunities that you will meet every day as well. Last night, we had a great, um, yesterday was a busy day, all right? It was an awesome day, though. Uh, someone's like, hey, how's church work going? I'm like, man, church, it's like almost back to normal. Like, I'm busy, but it's good. It's like the good busy instead of the busy where we just sat around all the time hoping to try to be busy uh, during the pandemic. And so we're, we're excited. And so yesterday we had a men's uh, gathering, a men's dinner last night. We heard a message from an FCA leader in, from Ch uh, Chattanooga, and he challenged us these same kind of things to be on mission in our lives, in the regular streams of our lives as we are going. And so we encourage you to do that as well, to find opportunities where you work, where you go to the grocery store, the ball teams that you might be on, wherever you might go to get your hair done or uh, fingernails or toenails, guys, you know? I mean, ladies, sorry. Wherever you, wherever you are in those uh, streams, and it doesn't have to be complicated. You know that, right? You don't have to know, like you don't have to have a seminary course in um, expository te uh, preaching or, I mean, all this stuff. You don't, know, you don't have to know that. You don't have to know Old Testament, New Testament, uh, uh, biblical theology. You don't have to know all those things. Those are great if you can. It's, all you got to do is just say, hey, <clears throat> can I pray for you today? What can I pray for you? Man, I, I've never had anyone tell me that I can't pray for them. In fact, I'll, oftentimes when we're at the restaurant, I'll say to a waitress or a, a, someone, our server, I'll say, hey, we're going to pray for our meal today already, but we'd love to pray for whatever need you may have. Do you have something? And it catches them off guard. So sometimes they'll say, well, I can't think of any now, anything now. Just pray in general is usually what I get. But man, sometimes I'll have people come back because they are so like baffled someone would care enough. I have people just come back and crying and saying, actually, you know, my mom's dying or I've, we found this out today or whatever. And please, would you pray for that? That's easy. It's an inroad. It's a quick just way of sharing Jesus. Hey, I care. I, I want to show you who this Jesus is. It's finding those opportunities that you're already experiencing, that you're already going to, and finding ways to share the greatest message and the love of our Savior who loves us so dearly. So, we want to call you to action today. Today's a little bit different than normal. I want you to take a moment, and that card that you received, I'd love for you to fill it out. Jason's going to come, he's going to pray while you're filling it out. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and do that. All right? And I want you to have ample amount of time, because in just a moment... We're going to come and we're going to bring those cards and put them in this clear bucket here as a symbol to say, Lord, I am available. I want to grow. I want to move on the pathway. I want to grow in my relationship with you. I want to be used by you. So on this card, there's a connect group. If you're not a part of a connect group, we'd love to get you in a connect group. If you're not a part of a D group, we'd love to get you connected to that. You can fill that out. Anybody need a card? I'm seeing some card folks and they need some cards. All right. Look at that. I'm just going to come right down. I got some extras just in case. Yeah, would you do that? Thank you, Diane. I need one too. So take just a moment and fill those cards out. And uh, Jason will play in a moment. And when we begin to sing, I, my encouragement, I'd love for everybody just to bring their card, put it in this uh, bucket, just to symbolize, I want to grow. 
I want to be on the pathway. I want, to, I want to love Jesus. I want to love like Jesus. I want to live like Jesus. I want to lead like Jesus as he's called me to do that, as he's equipped me to do that. I want to, I want to find ways to, to grow in that. And so we encourage you to bring that forward in just a moment. If you want to know Jesus Christ as your Savior today, you certainly can do that any day that you want to. Any time that you want to do that, you can do it. And you come, I'd love to share with you. If you want to join the church today, we can have that conversation too. I would love to begin that conversation with you. And maybe all you need to do, maybe you're like, well, I don't know about this, or I'm already part of Connect Group, I'm already part of D Group, I'm already on a ministry team. Just put on the back something God is putting on your heart, an action step that you can take in growing in Him, becoming more like Him. This is what it's about, becoming more like Jesus. That's our call. That's your call. It's my call. I want to grow. I want to grow in using my gifts for Him. And so we encourage you in just a moment to do that. Jason's just going to play for a moment. The rest of our uh, worship team, you can go ahead and come on up. I'm going to pray. Jason's going to play. And then when he starts singing, you bring your cards up. Okay, I want to give you plenty of time to fill those out. When he begins singing, you bring those up. Jesus, we want to be faithful, God, because you have been faithful. Lord, we want to love like you love. We want to live like you lived. We want to lead like you lead, God. And so help us. Help us to grow in Christ-likeness, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I'll be here if you want to make a decision for Christ. You can do that today as well. But just a moment, Jason's going to play, and when he begins singing, you come and bring your cards, please, and place them in this clear uh, glass jar.